When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who are these podcasts? They do a show about shows. It's showtime. W-A-T-P. W-A-T-P. Hello and welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? It's the show that instead of having funny jokes, has drops. Lick, lick, lick my balls. <laughs> what, what, what? Yeah. And the show has reached a new low. <laughs> That's fascinating. Please go on. This dude is fucking corny. I am your host, Carl. With me as always is Crozier. Welcome to the show, Crozier. Howdy. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming back again. I'd like to remind our listeners, you can visit us at whoarethese.com. Email the show, show at gmail.com. Always looking for podcast suggestions. Also, we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on iTunes, and then you can shit on us in the comments section. I uh, do want to give an update on our iTunes reviews in the show later on. We are up to 271-star reviews. Oh, it's magnificent. It's unbelievable. In fact, based on the number of episodes we've put out, each show we put out averages 2.45 one-star reviews. That's fascinating. Please does, that even make, does that even make sense? <laughs> uh, so we'll be reading some of those recent reviews. But today we're going to be reviewing a podcast called RuPaul, What's the Tea? with Michelle Visage. We both listen to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Without further ado, let's get into it. Let's. This show takes a long time to do nothing. Ooh. Ain't that the truth? This show was an hour and a half long. It was uh, suggested to us from a listener. We appreciate that, Jennifer, for writing in a couple of different ideas for us. I picked this specific episode because Lena Dunham was the guest. Yes. And I find her to be just so obnoxious. Very much so. But I didn't realize that this show goes on for days before Lena Dunham even fucking shows up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we get into it, we have a whole bunch of clips. Crozier, you sent me a ton of clips. I pulled a bunch of clips up on the board. I want to go through this podcast. I do want to tell you that stick around because we have some serious updates we need to get to. We had Stuttering John. It was all in the news this week. All in the news this week. Talking about WATP. Oh, Anthony Cumia talking about Stuttering John on WATP. Twitter wars going on. Stuttering John getting some press over things that he's doing on his podcast. So we have a lot to cover yeah. on that front, along with the negative reviews. So I just wanted to, because sometimes I forget that there's other shit going on on their show, and I forget <laughs> to mention it. I just wanted to throw that out there. All right, without further ado, let's play a clip from the RuPaul show. Crozier, I'm going to give you the floor. Why don't we play a clip that sums up the show for you? So here's my summary. This is just a bullshit throwaway clip, but it kind of says what the whole show is all about. This is my number one. Okay. We've got special guests coming up. Who, uh, who's uh, Lena Dunham? Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham is our special guest, and uh, lots, lots more to come. But Michelle, you're talking about this trip to New York. Yeah. What, what were the runners up? What were the oh, other places you, you guys were asking. thinking of going? 
So in other words, we got a movie star or a TV star coming on, and I can't pronounce her name. But first, tell me about the places you did not go on vacation, Carl. Yeah, that's exactly what they did, too. They went on and on about other cities oh that they God. did not go to. Yeah. For a while. Oh, it, forever. Forever and ever. Every conversation took forever and went nowhere. I mean, it was boring to the people in the conversation, I guarantee it. I want to point out, because I don't know if you realize this, if you go to the top comedy podcast on iTunes, this is in the top 50 or so. This is a comedy consistently. podcast. Yeah, well, right. Well, that That's the first surprise. Surprise number two, it's one of the most popular comedy podcasts in all of iTunes. That's amazing. It's amazing. I, it blew my mind. I saw this one a Webby Award, and I don't even know what the fuck a Webby Award I is. but did not know that. It won an award for, like, outstanding podcast hosts for really? this, this last year. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, who, was, whoa. who were the hosts back when it won? <laughs> Good question. Hold on a second. Know. You're telling me that RuPaul, and I, listen, I like RuPaul. I, I, like, I like mellow RuPaul. Let me, let me take that back. Yeah. The the over the top crazy RuPaul. I have some clips on here. I could take or leave, but I like RuPaul. I, I like the stuff he does. He was in Broad City. Had a fun role in, in that show. My my wife is way into the drag race, and we've oh, had friends go. who have been on the show and all that kind of stuff. So nothing against RuPaul. This is Michelle Visage person. Holy <sighs> shit, she is ridiculous. Um, I just have a clip when they are finally interviewing Lena. This is Michelle's amazing interviewing skills. Oh my nine. God, shut up. I'm so interested in that. <laughs> Does that even sound real in any single way? All right, so yeah. those are the two hosts of this podcast where it is just the cackling hen show. Yeah. These two just go on and on about, and I, I honestly couldn't tell you what they talked about. It was an hour. Yeah. An hour and I don't know what they were talking about. There was a whole lot of, I didn't know what they were saying. There was a whole lot of them cackling and shit that wasn't funny. Yes. But can we start with RuPaul? Yeah. This was what I was kind of surprised to discover. I honestly lost touch with RuPaul back in uh, 1989 or whatever, whenever <laughs> he was doing the pop songs. Yeah. He's a raging misogynist. Okay. Like, this is a dude who has some issues with women. Hit my number two. Move and on. How, much, how much would somebody have to give you for a handy? Go ahead and hit number three. That's why she looks so good. With them titties? Them them titties that make mine look like a starter kit? Yeah. They are huge. She can be a personal trainer with them titties? She literally said to me, they're not that big. This dude is a misogynist asshole. Yeah. Hit up he, number four He can quick. get away with it, though, man. Yeah. Those, those gay guys can get away with fucking anything. It's I, yeah, amazing. I think that's the trick. Put a dick in your mouth. You can say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> and I prefer <gasps> for Gianni that night. Wow. Yeah. Felicio? <laughs> oh, let me hit that again. I'll just <laughs> make sure we're not... Trampling all over it. And yeah. I performed for Gianni that night. Wow. Yeah. Felicio? Yeah, this is... RuPaul is one of those guys who can say outrageous things. Yeah. And women love it. Yeah. You and I say the same things. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm in court uh, next to Harvey Weinstein next month. But this guy can just get away with it, which is fine. I'm cool with that. I have a clip on here that I wanted to talk about. Instead, and again, I like RuPaul. All right, did I, get, did I make that clear? What One of the things that he does, in place of being interesting or having something interesting to say, is he just talks weird. Yeah. Here's an example of that. I tell you, when I was there, um, I went everywhere saw Why? shows because I had a friend from out of town. Right. George, you know, when when George did my job, when I'm with my husband, is to entertain him. Who talks like that? <laughs> Do you know how to say the word yes in gay? <laughs> I'm about to learn. You're about to learn. 
You know, I think it's from years of being a pot smoker. I don't smoke anymore, but yeah. it's been like 18 years since I smoked Long a joint. Long time, yeah. Uh, Did you but, smoke a lot when you... Oh, oh. You don't even need to ask. Oh, it's just, wake, she was wake and, and bake. bake. Yeah. Yeah. Wake and bake. From 10 years old... Gross. Ask me if I. Uh, <laughs> ask me if I'm attracted to women. Hey, Carl, are you attracted? Oh, 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 I call this clip, this just in, a gay man goes to see a Judy Garland drag show in New York City. We went to see this Judy Garland, uh, it's called the Judy Garland show. How was it? Where this queen. Was it a drag queen? It was a drag queen okay. doing Judy Garland. Singing? Singing. Live? Like Joey Arias Monologues would do? the whole nine yards. Okay, I want to play a game with you now, Carlos. All right, so you heard that setup. All right. Now, the last time we played a game... I think I asked you what U2's worst song was or oh. something. This is a very different game, all right? <laughs> I want you to try to predict, did RuPaul enjoy this drag show of the Judy Garland impersonator or not? What do you think? I'm going to say, oh, oh, yes. It was amazing. amazing. You got it. <laughs> Fucking nailed it there, Crush. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, let's talk about the fact that as they're doing all this goofy talk and trying to pronounce words weird, because that's apparently entertaining and, and wins you a webby. I love that they do these reads. They have sponsors on the show. Yeah, big names. Well, for podcasts. For pod, yeah, the, the typical podcast sponsors. But this is hilarious to me. They're getting the copy that they have to read. It's not written for them. It's just the copy that they send out to all the podcasters. Yeah. And then... As they're reading the copy straight, they like go back into their characters and they have to come back again. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. 24 hours? Okay. Oh. And no juggling emails or calls to your office. <laughs> it's Good so Lord. forced in there. And if you use this website, you're going to get a quality candidate in your inbox within 24 hours. 24 hours! Woo! Yeah, it's just, I'm not... Uh, I'm not hearing a lot of continuity there. Good Lord. So let's get into your clips. What do you got? Can we talk about how fucking annoying Michelle is? Yes. So here's... I would love to. I mean, you know, not that I would ever judge a book by its cover, but I, I grabbed this podcast, and the, the cover art of the podcast is a big close-up of RuPaul, and he's got these giant, bright, brilliant white teeth that are as fake as can be. Mm -hmm. And then this, like, plastic 50-year-old woman... And she has a tattoo below her breasts. And the reason I know that is because her clothing was cut way below the tits. And, like, I don't know. If, if your clothing is specifically cut to show off your terrible tattoos, I mean, obviously you fit right in with society. But it's still fucking lame. Uh, let's learn about her personality, though. Let's hit number six. All right. I well, I'm... I had my navel chart done, and it said, you're fat. <laughs> Thank you. The end. I had my natal chart done, too, by Susan Miller. I don't know if I'm supposed to know who Susan Miller is or what a natal chart is. I think it's some sort of Zodiac thing. It's, right. it's, I'm out, dude. I'm fucking tapped out of this conversation. I had instantly. the same clip, and I had this huge setup that I was going to do for oh. that clip. Oh, Because it's okay. No, it's fine. It's <laughs> it's not worth doing. But the reason why she set, makes that joke right there that RuPaul loses his shit over yeah. is because RuPaul is talking about his natal chart, which is something I just learned about. You're exactly right. It's astrological fucking horoscope shit. And he explains how this has helped him live his life. And then they go on to this conversation about New York City and going to shows. Two and a half minutes later, 
Michelle comes back to my navel chart, says I'm fat, which was totally out of context. If she had <laughs> hit that right when he was talking about his natal chart, it might have made sense, but it made zero sense. And, of course, the pity laugh, there's a lot of pity laugh going on oh, in the show. Yeah. And yeah. you can tell because they recover like that. You know it's someone's fake laughing when they immediately get right back to what they were saying and are, are ready to go. Yeah. I do have a clip here where... They're talking about natal charts. You, you said you don't know what that is? I do not. All right. Well, fortunately, RuPaul will post his natal chart on his Twitter from time to time. Oh, fantastic. And Michelle goes on to explain how this helps you in life. In fact, I post it from time to time on my Twitter account. I'll post it again for people if they want to see it. But it's interesting to, to get that sort of insight into yourself and to, to sort of go against certain inclinations so that you can move forward. Yeah. You know. Your chart can only do so much for you. Yeah. What it does is it sets you up, you know, planetarily mm-hmm. to, you know, kind of take advantage of all that, you know, this atmosphere or whatever mm-hmm. this universe has to offer you. Mm-hmm. But it's up to us to kind of do the heavy work, the sure. heavy lifting. According to Michelle, this nonsense is totally made up. Yeah. It can only do so much for you. <laughs> you think? Interesting. You think maybe in order to be successful in life, you're going to have to do more than just read your natal chart? <laughs> is that what you're telling us, Michelle? Great to know. Now, number seven, uh, they talk about where RuPaul gets his natal chart from. I don't know who did it. This is from some, I think it's called Astro... Glide. Astro Glide yes, yes. did it. I know it. The personal lubricant uh, did my <laughs> your natal, natal chart. chart. Oof. I mean, maybe I'm just, I'm, I'm not up on gay humor, I guess, but I don't know. This dude is fucking corny. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Rapp. No, I, I didn't find that to be all that interesting, but that was one of their big jokes. Now, all right. Michelle is one of these super annoying people that is yes. like kind of, uh, hit my eight and nine if you don't mind. I'm looking at, no, I never listen to my, the guests who come on the show. I never listen to their clips. Yeah. But I am reading what you called these clips. Do you know what Michelle's background is? I Where did, she, did you do a, a Wikipedia okay. just to see how old she was? Yeah, yeah. okay, right, right. Because she has like this plastic twenty-year-old's face, but then she talks about her fifteen-year-old kids, and she's like fifty, I believe. But yeah, she's a singer, I believe. She was in some. She was in two different musical acts that I've never heard of. Yeah. So I want to point that out that she is some type of professional singer. You have to. You have to give yourself six months for the rhythm of the city. Sounds like a Debar song. Can you feel the rhythm of the city? Of the night, yes. Um, <laughs> there, there's your number uh, eight, and here comes your number nine, which I have as well. Go to the La Brea Tar Pits. I've never been to La, La Brea. To, did I say La La Brea? La La Brea. 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 Oh, boy. Yeah, that that is... That's a weird crutch to have, where you have to turn everything into a sing-songy joke. Yeah, and I mean, I've, I actually, I, we both know people that will just break into song in mid-sentence, and boy, it is obnoxious. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't think I hang out with those people anymore. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe you're up. <laughs> she also talks about her influences, and this I found fascinating. This was like a window into who this person is. Okay. If you don't want to hit my number 12. Cher as Laverne. Oh, yeah. Was very important. The leopard print. To my head. Yeah. Like the scarf, the glasses. Sure. In my head, when I saw her do that character, I would get really excited. I got to be fucking honest. I've never watched the Sonny and Cher show. I don't know. Fuck it. That's like 20 years before my time. But yeah. 
this was so Cher putting on a fictional character with a scarf was like a huge influence on this person. And then number 13, I think, really wraps it up. Uh, married with Children, Katie Seagal. Now, I was already established by then, yeah. but I understood, like, she spoke to me mm-hmm. as Peg Bundy. Mm-hmm. That was, she was supposed to look ridiculous. That's it, that's what Wasn't I'm that gonna... the whole point of that show, is that she was a ridiculous person? Everyone in that character was so, uh, sorry, everyone on that TV show was so over the top. They were so over the top, they weren't supposed to be real people. That that would be like me saying, you know, Carl, Beavis and Butthead were a huge influence on me. I really mocked Is that why you're life. wearing your ACDC shirt today? I am right. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. The fact that they're talking about fashion and their fashion influences, which, right there, I don't even know why I know this. <laughs> and she's going on and on about how she liked anything that was different. Yeah, no shit. You need attention in the fucking worst kind of way. And that's me saying that. <laughs> me. Uh, go fuck yourself, Crows. What else you got out here? Uh, Laugh too hard at that. Yeah, what can you say? Number 20 just, I thought it was... Crazy. This was like a literally a five minute conversation. I popped into a club on Little 13th Street behind my old house, and there, lo and behold, was your friend Jody. Now they go into a five minute thing about this friend Jody that no one knows. Okay. They talk about her entire resume, including, and I'm not kidding, where she was a coat check girl. She was a coat check girl at this club, and then she was working the door at this club, and then she. This goes on for like minutes, and oh, oh very. This this podcast is the exact example of my favorite clip. Hey, you know what, guys? This right here, this rambling, boring conversation. This could be a podcast. This is literally just what. These two people would be talking to each other in the dressing room or on a road trip. They're talking about specific people that nobody else knows. Yeah. And going on and on and getting excited about, oh, Jody, can you believe that? <laughs> can you believe she's doing this? I, nobody knows what you're talking about. Yeah. They they also go on in this, this other uh, character, uh, my number, 18. As you all know out there, was the first person eliminated. on Drag Race to be eliminated Episode one. Episode one. Queen one. Yes. Yes. So. But we talk about her all the time. Oh, it's. So first off, my new stage name is going to be episode one, Queen one, because that's just fucking beautiful. <laughs> all right, I'll go back and fix this in post. Uh, let me just let me just get the audio real quick. With me, as always, is episode one, Queen one. Thanks for joining us, E1, uh, Q1. <laughs> <laughs> I'll clean that up. Woo. <laughs> But yeah, like, all right, this was a person who was on 15 minutes of the first episode of this show, and we just, we talk about her constantly. And by the way, they're they're in season 10 of RuPaul's Drag Race, which is the reality show for drag queens, if, you know, you're not aware of what's going on here. Yeah. Uh, You got the four. Keep going. What do you got? So, uh, I mean, to continue on with shit, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Uh, My number 19, they they describe what a face keeny is. Okay. A face keeny. A face keeny is what Ru wore. On his face in that Martian episode. So is that that clear that up for you, Carl? Yeah, the Martian episode. Yeah, you right. can just see it in your mind what a face Keeney Well, Croge, you and I, you know, when we're hanging out, we'll throw out like Simpsons references and stuff and be like, oh, I remember season four, episode eight. And then we'll just be like, oh, well, I remember RuPaul, the Martian episode. <laughs> you, know, dr- you know, Drag Race, of course. Of course I remember that. You know, we got it on the DVR, we watch it with the kids at night. So you just remember these things because you watched it so many times. Of course. It's just a no-brainer. Yeah, I've got the DVD box set. Uh, do you want to talk about shit that's not funny? I think we have been, but yes. Let's let's talk about shit that's not funny. Let's okay. hit number 22. In the boonies with the raccoonies. Uh, <laughs> I'll take the boonies <laughs> with the raccoonies. 
Because they, so they go on, I'm going to say a 10 or 12 minute jag about like neighborhoods in California. This yes. is where I want to live. This is where I see myself living someday. Right now I live in the boonies with the raccoonies. Uh, and they keep going with that. Number 23. Would it be possible that we like Lake Sherwood? Yeah, but still, still aim higher. Aim higher Ooh, than freaking that's how, Lake. Britney Spears lives in Lake Sherwood. Yeah, en enough said. <laughs> enough said. <laughs> Yeah, this is a boring conversation. Oh. I, I would tell you, I listened to the entire podcast. There was about a 35-minute span that I pulled zero clips from. Yeah. And this is the exact part of that show that I'm referring to. Oh. There was nothing in here that I found interesting or noteworthy. I'm I'm bored when I hear people talking about neighborhoods where I live. But uh, one thing I did learn is that Kale is goddamn hilarious, my number 24. Kale. Fuck you, Kale. You know... That kale out Get of here. Get that shit out of here. No. I do like a kale chip when it's seasoned with salt and pepper and oil. <laughs> <laughs> and I bacon. used to make them all the time. I love and them bacon, bacon flavor. Them bacon flavor <laughs> kale chips. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I swear to God, I don't know what they're laughing at. I don't. There's nothing funny that's going on. But I want to point something out here. Because you're listening to them talk about the exact definition of nothing. They're making jokes about kale chips. They're talking about neighborhoods they want to live in. And at one point in the 56th minute of this show, <laughs> Michelle turns to RuPaul and acts as if they have a time constraint on their podcast and says this. Now, how got, much time do we have? Because I want to ask a question. We, we, we're going we're gonna to wrap it up now and oh, get Lena Dunham it. in here. But okay. um, we probably have time for one question. Well, this could take a little bit longer but okay. i'll ask i'll ask it okay. i'm gonna ask it fuck yeah. it shit we're gonna go live yeah, but let's, let's do it live let's do it live fuck it let's do it live in the 56 minute she says do i have time for one more question you guys have prattled on and on about nothing for all of my fucking morning and now you're all of a sudden in this time constraint well, God, i don't know i don't know can we save it for the next time yeah but she does ask the question and the question is this are you as excited for this royal wedding as I am? I am so excited. I am so excited. More. Ugh. Are you as excited for this royal wedding as I am? And lo and behold, a gay gentleman is so excited for the royal wedding. Who'd have thought? And could you, could you even guess why? Here it is. <laughs> excited than I expected to be excited. And it has to do with the fact that she is of color. Not I'm only so is she, excited. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. You're jumping to the fucking cum shot. Yeah. Let's start with the fact that she is divorced. She's divorced. She is biracial. Hello. She is an actress. And she is fierce. And she is fierce. I love it. First off, <sighs> jumping to the cum shot is how you describe me watching porn. <laughs> <laughs> Always jumping to the cum shot. I can't scrub Dude. fast enough. Oh but my secondly, God. this whole thing where they just pronounce words, yeah. she is fierce. And that's entertaining to listen to. Yeah. There's an undercurrent of weird insane politics that goes throughout this. Okay. And that was one thing that jumped out at me. First of all, describing someone's race as the cum shot is yes. fucking weird. I'm sorry, dude. Like, I, I was like, oh yeah, I want to introduce you to my fiance. She happens to be whatever, Indian American, Asian American, something. You'd be like, dude, Whoa, that's, that's fucking crazy. Don't tell me that yet. Yeah. You got to fucking build up to that. Dude, that's the fucking bukkake shit right there. Well, and then she's wildly confused about what the American dream is oh. because this woman says this about the fucking royal wedding and this biracial bride. An outsider being allowed to be a princess. She's living the American dream. Yeah. The American dream in, in our, in like yeah. every little girl for the, and some boys aspire to be a princess. Yeah. She's doing it. She's dear. She's doing it.
Okay, I thought that in too long because I had to get RuPaul doing his best Californians impression for out of fucking nowhere <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> but I just thought that was hilarious. Living the American dream is marrying into the British royal family. Yeah, I had no idea. I'm fucking doing it all wrong. Everyone knows the American dream is that you can work hard and accomplish shit. I mean, look at us, Carl. We're getting drunk in the middle of the afternoon. Yes! Listening to a terrible podcast. Oh. That's the American dream. Ah, shit. I, for a second there, I was... <laughs> so, I mean, what's the interesting part? <laughs> yeah, that, that was very confusing to me. Uh, not as confusing as this statement. They start talking about friendlies. I don't think this is a sponsor of the show. <laughs> I cut this and left it out because it was so ridiculous. Crozier, is friendlies a sponsor of the show? Is this a, a read? They genuinely like it. Okay, listen to this. Did chicken. you just say friendly? I did. Barbecue chicken melt? I certainly did. Barbecue chicken patty melt, whatever. With bacon? Listen. With crispy bacon on I it? I don't even eat meat, and that thing is by far yeah. the most toxic, delicious mm. sandwich mm. All right, first off, in what universe does Friendly's have good food? Yeah, that's... Have you ever been with your buddies and been like, dude, I'm fucking starving. We had to go to Friendly's and get a fucking sandwich. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Oh and then they're talking God. about this, like, grilled cheese sandwich with chicken and bacon in it. <laughs> and this vegetarian goes, that sounds amazing. Yeah. That's not even a live read. What are we talking about? Uh, None of this makes any fucking sense. Uh, all right, uh, so then we finally get to what we've all been waiting for. It is... Lena Dunham gets into the uh, show and starts right off being the most pretentious asshole you could possibly imagine. How is it that your parents wound up there? Are they from New York City? My parents are both the kind of tri-state area, but they're both artists. So they And they were kind of like coming of age at the time when all the artists were moving to Soho and yeah. colonizing because it was just a bunch of warehouses. Sure. So. Artist is a vague term. Her Both of her parents were artists. I'm yeah. wondering what kind of art, like, were they... Being naked with a gross body on HBL? Is that where she learned her art? Her style of speaking sounds like an SNL character. Carl, my parents were artists, and we moved to Brooklyn, and it's a real borough, and it's like, she, So she does the fucking shitty, pretentious sing-songy thing. Yeah. She also has vocal fry up the ass, just so obnoxious, and the thing that you know I fucking hate, the word like. Oh, that's everywhere, yeah. Listen to this quick clip. And count along with me how many fucking times this woman says like. It sort was a loft, but I wouldn't describe it as like fabulous. Like there was definitely a lot of like plywood, like it, a lot of plywood dividers and like faulty plumbing. And like my dad was like, would carry me down the stairs because he was like, one of these is going to break. Is she Whoa. 13 years old? Oh my God. This is a grown adult woman <laughs> saying the word like. Did you count? Was it was it 13 times? Yeah, 18? 8, 12, I lost count. In a single fucking sentence, what's wrong with her? Yeah. This is a celebrity. And it doesn't help the fact that the person who's interviewing her is way over the top excited about the most fucking boring nonsense possible. Become like the Mall of America, but when I was there, we had a Blimpies and a Hasidic stock. Do you remember store. Blimpies? I do. It's, I... Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> this was... Unlistenable <laughs> with Michelle and Lena Dunham. Like RuPaul was the only sane person. That's saying something. Yeah. This, these three fucking people on a podcast together. <laughs> this is one of the biggest podcasts. Did I mention that, Crozier? They're the top 50 of fucking podcasts getting it's downloaded. Fucking incredible. It's fucking incredible. Uh, my uh, favorite vocal fry in the interview was Magic Number 33. 
by birth. My father is Protestant. I really haven't taken anything from the Protestants, I have to tell you. <laughs> I really haven't found anything in Christianity Let's... that was useful to me. I really haven't taken anything. I mean, sometimes you get it like at the end of a sentence or something, but this was two full sentences in that weird register. I don't even... It oh, makes me lightheaded to talk like yeah, that. Seriously. You're not I... getting enough oxygen into your lungs when you do that. And she was a asshole. With her. She was an asshole as a child, from what I can tell from this interview Anyway, my number 31. I did take the subway. So you would kid. go to school to and from in a subway? Yeah, I would go to school to and from. I mean, I would beg not to because I was like, like my parents were like, how did we end up with such a brat? Like they yeah. just, I from an early age just felt like I am not meant to be uh-huh. in this subway. <laughs> in the subway. So as it a kid. It surprises me very little. Yeah, as a child, you were too good for public transportation in New York fucking city of all places where everywhere you go is by public transportation. Like what the fuck? Yeah, she mentions... She couldn't possibly take the subway. She took taxis everywhere. Do you know how disgusting taxis are in fucking New York? The layer of shit that's just on the the video screen. You can't even see Seth Meyers when he's fucking telling the joke from last night. It's so fucking gross. And but then, that's what she was doing instead of taking the subway that was uh, you know she couldn't handle. Yeah, I thought number thirty four was very telling as well. My sibling. My parents, they've never been overly impressed with what I'm doing. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so it's like when other, you know. Oh, let me name a few more people who aren't overly impressed with what you're doing. Myself, Crozier, everyone who listens to WATP. Yeah. Most of the world. Most people are not impressed with you, Lena Dunham. <laughs> and I mean, if, if you don't mind me throwing out a plug, the WATP episode on the Adam Carolla show goes into great detail about people who are obsessed with how unimpressed their parents are with Oof, their life. Yeah, it's not not healthy. Yeah, not so good. My number 30 was my, it was the very beginning, but it was the, my favorite part of the Lena Dunham interview. <laughs> I can just tell by the, the title of this. Again, this is one of the top podcasts on <laughs> iTunes. Come and sit down. Lena Dunham is here. Join our party! Join the party, it's girl. It's Hannah Horvath! Yeah. Where are you from originally? I'm from New York City. I've heard of that. That's on the East Coast? Uh-huh. <laughs> Holy shit. What is this, the Opie show? There's only one microphone? <laughs> Give the fucking woman a microphone. She's a guest on your show. Oh. Yeah, completely, that was fucking funny. It was completely off mic. They yep. call her by a f- their fictional character's name, which I'm sure every actress loves. Yeah. And then just fake laugh at some bullshit. It was like, that. that's everything all wrapped up into one. Well, right there. There, there's a little bit more to it than that. One of the things that Lena Dunham does that I find super obnoxious is answer questions starting with this. What it would be like for a kid growing up there. Because I cannot yeah. imagine growing, going, walking downstairs and seeing New York just walking right by you like that. You know, how, how do you think that inspired your art, your writing and, and everything that you do? It's a great question. Well, the thing I love about New York... That's not a great question. <laughs> How do you think growing up in New York inspired your writing? Well, my show is about people who live in New York because it's the only thing I fucking know about. And then uh, Michelle gets in uh, one of these. But why you? Uh, why would you choose Brooklyn over Manhattan? It's a great question. That's not a great question. <laughs> I don't give a fuck which borough she lives in. Why did you choose Brooklyn over Manhattan? <laughs> but it's a great question. That's a great question. Oh, boy. Fucking nonsense. Oh, this woman oh. is fucking nonsense. Yeah. Uh, they also get in a whole lot of fake laughs in this one. My okay. number 25 has a whole bunch. All right. 
I'm not the thought. I'm the awareness of the. Simple as that. That sounds com- complicated. Very complicated. I no. use a guided meditation app. Well, you know what? There's all different ways. There's all different ways. Yeah, what the fuck is he laughing at? If I live to 100 years old, no one will ever be able to explain to me why that's funny. She uses a guided meditation app. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, good point. Okay, now I get the now joke. I, now I get it. Yeah, I didn't understand that at all. And I think what you're talking about is the level of fake that's going on. Ooh, yeah. And these are people, I just want to point out, they're very self-righteous yeah. about being yourself and it's all about, like, you do you. You know, you, you talked about this political undercurrent of this show. Yeah. I think that kind of sums it up. Like, we're all just ourselves. And then listen to how fucking fake this exchange is between these two hosts and the guest. Thank you so much for joining us, it's Lena Dunham. It's an honor. I hope to come back every day of my life. Yay! <laughs> we hope to have you. It's an honor. Oh. It's a very special day. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Who's enjoying this nonsensical bullshit artist conversation that they're having with each other? Crozer, thanks for coming over and doing the show with me. It's so amazing. Oh, I hope you have me every here. day. I want to be here all the time. Carl, I'm moving in. I brought a tent. I'm going to stay in their backyard. You know, I hope nobody's fucking clipping our show. <laughs> <laughs> making fun of, I feel like you could easily take some of this stuff out of context and make us sound like assholes. Yeah, taking stuff out of context makes people assholes. That's I agree with that. What? Um, all right. What else you got there, Crush? Uh, jeez, I don't know. Let's. I got two more of the insane politics. Okay. Number fourteen, I thought was very telling. I that was like the that. premier black club in New yeah. York City for 100 years. And the neighborhoods kept trying to get them out because it was loud music, whatever. Yeah. They didn't want that element. It was really racist and yeah. disgusting. Yeah. So they were playing loud music in the neighborhood and they tried to kick them out because they're racist and disgusting. Yeah, I, I don't see the connection there. Crows, you and I used to have a practice room in a residential area for yeah. our band. And they tried to kick us out because we were making loud noise at nighttime. Also, they were racist and disgusting. And they were racist and disgusting. <laughs> Actually, we were across the street from the Barrel of Dallas, so it was disgusting. I don't know about racist. Yeah, we were in between a strip club and a freight yard, and we were the bad guys in the neighborhood. <laughs> and I'm, we did move out. Yeah, I'm still amazed at that. And yep. then uh, my number 15 is this thing where, like, if you say the wrong thing, it's fucking on, man. You're, you're out. You're out Did of you the ever club. see the Austin Young kind of portraiture of the Tranimals? I'm going to look it up. It's Austin Young? Austin Young, the photographer. Tranimals. Did a whole portrait thing. Is that, is that uh, politically correct? I mean... Tranimals? That's what they called them. I'm not being... It was a. It was an art thing. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm not being mean. No. Oof. So, that got uncomfortable quick. Yeah, she it? almost got busted by the PC police yes. for using a name that these people in this art project used themselves. That's weird. I don't. I don't get it. It's very difficult to follow the rules these days. Yeah, I have a hard time with it myself. I will tell you that there's a lot of people on Twitter that think we're like an alt right wing show. <laughs> now I don't know how that even happened. We don't delve into politics very often on here, but I guess we're proving it by um, understanding that the PC police are uh, are after us at all times. Yeah. Um. All right. So there's some things that I want to play that I thought were interesting. They talk about, this is earlier on in the show, they talk about this um, fashion reporter for CNN named Elsa Clench. Okay. All right. And I love that they describe 
when she was in the 90s on CNN, she would ask these fashion designers these terrible questions. Yeah. You know what I loved about her? She would interview people knowing that the question was sort of banal, but yeah. it was a way for the designer to talk about their collection. She would say, this is her favorite, her words, she would say um, to a designer, are pants important? And they go, oh, yes, pants are very important. I've done several different pants. I've done a short pants. I've done a bell pant. And she would she'd say, um, she'd go, um, I, um, are jackets important? <laughs> so here's this woman who has a job interviewing fashion designers. And RuPaul is waxing poetic about her ability to interview them by saying things like, are pants important? Oh, man. That would be, if you threw me in out of a fucking dead sleep, I'm fucking... REM sleeping, and he's woke me up and said, interview this person. Ah, pants important? That's not a good question. Yeah. Well, I mean, what I just learned from that clip is what makes a great interviewer is to ask terrible questions. Ask terrible questions. That's which, all clear to me Which now. is definitely how they learned. But this clip reminded me of, I'm going to go back to ONA. They were listening to Larry King interview this skateboarder. Now, <laughs> this is going back a few years, but this guy, Jake Brown. Okay was a skateboarder in the X Games or something. He was the guy who went up the ramp and pulled up too far and landed straight down 50 feet in the air and his shoes fell off. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, yeah, I've seen that clip. It was, yeah, it's fucking amazing. So Larry King's got this skateboarder on, and uh, I'll, I'll let Opie set it up. But this is uh, this is the clip. All right, here we go. More uh, Larry King interviewing Jake Brown. Boy, that's pretty great stuff. Yeah. How important is the board? <laughs> How important is the board? <laughs> you know, can't you just put roller skates on? <laughs> How important is the board? He asked a skateboarder. RuPaul would be like, that's an amazing question. That's yeah, great. do you need a board to skateboard? That's half the word. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's not that important. Oh, wow. All right, that's fun stuff. Um, I also have, you're talking about RuPaul being kind of an asshole. This is a clip that I call Hens Talking. I think it's a new Dave Matthews song that's coming out. <laughs> and it's RuPaul running into someone who isn't famous and then talks about the conversation in only a way that a snarky, sarcastic gay man can. I can't believe you ran into her. Did she say ran, something? Yeah, she came over and said, um, hey. And I was like, how do I know you? And she said, uh, I'm Jody from The Love Machine. I went, get out. Still doing it. Get out. Out. Still doing it? I did not edit that in any way. This is a real thing that happened on the show. Get out. Still doing it. Get out. Still doing it. <laughs> Who has conversations like that and then repeats them to people on their popular podcast? Who's doing this? Gross, you got some more clips on here. What do you want to, what do you uh, want to you know Anything what? else to cover uh, our, our RuPaul show? Here's, here's the last one, and this, this really does sum it up for me. Number 29. All right. I'm always surprised at who listens to this thing. You know? Me too, RuPaul. <laughs> it is shocking. Me too. It is shocking. It's, it's insane. I was wondering if you wanted to get into, I see you have a clip on here that mentions Elton John. There is some name dropping on here. Oh, yeah. And I didn't pull any clips, but I thought maybe you might have something. That was my number 21 of, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. But mm. I could wear some Versace yeah. and do it. Do it the you right know, way. Um, um, I met Versace through Elton John. Mm, drop! <laughs> <laughs> he 
dropped that name so hard to fucking put a dent in the floor. Jesus fucking Christ. I pulled that clip just because I'm like, I know Crozier's going to talk about this. And you didn't. Thanks a lot. Of course. Thanks for nothing. All right. What do you think, Crozier? Have we, have we covered this topic well oh, enough? Did I Lord. mention that I like RuPaul? Yeah. And the gay community. And that we're all friends. Of course. And I'm, just, this show just happens to suck. I'm actually wearing a ball gown right now. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I doesn't get much bigger support than me. But, yeah, I, I hope I never spend another moment of my life thinking about this. All right, I'm going to point out one more thing. And then we'll move on. I swear to God. There's very little listening going on. And this is something, when you hear two people like this who love the sounds of their own voices and are... Very self-important. Yeah. Things like this are going to happen because they're just talking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, when the other person's talking, they're just waiting for their mouth to stop moving so that they can be the one who's talking. <laughs> and here is proof. This is about a 14-second long clip, and I did not edit this in any way. Give this a listen and see if you can figure out why RuPaul should have known better. Um, Lily got into UBC, which is the University of British Columbia, and then and that's in Vancouver. And she and David went to visit it, and they were sending me pictures literally the most gorgeous things it's ever. gorgeous I, yeah and ubc is on an island what it's is ubc university of british columbia it's... ubc which is the university of british columbia so my daughter got in there wait what's ubc that's great that's amazing the t you asked about this before we started the show you said i don't even know what this show is called what's the t do you know what the t stands for and it's spelled out t-e-e yeah i have no fucking clue it stands for the truth the T is for truth. The T is for truth. What's the truth? And I say this is the anti-WATP. Because here at WATP, there. <laughs> no fact checking. <laughs> Good Lord. All right, Let's crush. maybe play their sign-off. It was number 36. Oh, it's, yeah. It's we have to play the fucking sign-off. This is obnoxious. I'm Michelle. Until next time. Yes. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Wait, were they just making fun of how Lena Dunham actually talks? Because <laughs> that's what it sounded like. Yeah, that's fucking annoying. These people Ugh. suck. Ugh. All right, Crouch. Moving on. We got to talk about other things that are in the news. Most importantly, WATP. Of course. All right, so I was very pleasantly surprised earlier this week to tune into the Anthony Cumia show and hear that he once again was checking out his favorite podcast, WATP. Again, it's victory lap time. I know I should be out of breath by now with how much victory laughing I'm doing. But uh, check this out. He's talking about Opie's new podcast and how he listens to it. Parts of a couple of his shows. For the most part, I listen to um, to a show about his show. Uh, who are these podcasts? Yes. Who are these podcasts? They do a show about shows. The last one they did was Stuttering John. It was fucking hilarious. All right. So <laughs> Stuttering John has been on Anthony's show. There was talk about Stuttering John being a co-host with Anthony, and that didn't end up happening. And now there's this feud that's going on. So Anthony listened to our show on Stuttering John and did have a lot to say about it. Always oh, have to funny. listen to that one. It is so goddamn funny. It's Stuttering John going through, and they just pick it apart. Yeah, there they are. They just pick it apart, and it's hilariously funny. Oh, go on. <laughs> I got to tell you, Crush, I'm a huge Anthony Cumia fan going back to the old O&A days. And to hear him saying that the show is funny and he enjoys it, this is way better than reading Reddit 
or YouTube or our iTunes page where everybody fucking hates us and just trashes us nonstop. I at least get a little bit of refuge. I can just sit here and go, oh, okay, at least one fucking person enjoys the show. So this is um, Anthony going on about us doing the Stuttering John show, and he gets into his Stuttering John impression, which is always fun. Like, John is talking about how talented he is on his own podcast. He's like, he's like, because Artie had always said if he wasn't on Stern's show, he'd, to this day, be pumping gas somewhere in Massapequa. Right. Long Island. So, uh, so John has to, like, months later, get on and address this. So he goes, uh, Artie, I, I, I would have been something. I was talented. He goes, you know, in the second grade, I uh, was in a play, and, and I got an A. Do you know, in middle school, I, and he runs through this shit that everyone did. <laughs> so, Ant was a fan of our Stuttering John show. I definitely recommend you check that one out. Kevin and I reviewed the Stuttering John podcast, which even I couldn't believe how fucking terrible that was. <laughs> so, here's another clip. Anthony going on and on about how hilarious WATP is. Did what you were supposed to do. Right. And they gave you an A. He's using it as a resume. And then he's talking about the old Stern days and things. And the guys, whenever uh, they play the clip of John talking about shit he did years ago, right. they just kept hitting glory days, dun, 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 the Bruce song glory days. <laughs> and they just kept doing it and doing it. And it got funnier every goddamn time. It's hilarious. The show's hilarious. <laughs> Oh, I bet you'll be hearing that a few more times, Crush. <laughs> Don't even think you're not going to be hearing uh, Anthony Cumia. It's hilarious. The show's hilarious. <laughs> That's something that will be on the soundboard for, uh, you know, a little bit. A couple minutes. Finally, I have just one more clip, and this is Anthony talking about, again, listening to our take on Opie, but this isn't the Opie show. This was our take on Opie after the Southern John uh, on that podcast, after we did our stuff on Southern John. Uh, so that's like the only way I listen to Opie because at the end of that show, they already destroyed Opie in a right. previous episode, which I thought was great. But at the end of this one, they're doing a new feature where every single one of these they do, at the very end, they'll do an update on Opie. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. So they did, and it was, again, hilariously funny, right on the money. They hit it. Like, anyone can just take... You could take random clips from a show and make someone sound like an idiot or make the show not sound funny. Right. Or make it sound like manipulated a bit. Sure. But these guys, they take honest to goodness clips and and break them down. Like, why why did they even talk about this? Or here's where you'll notice a lot of Opie's insecurity in this clip. Right. So it's not just like they suck. Like, it's really well thought out and well done. Yeah, so. it's not just typical troll bullshit. Yeah, it's just yeah, they're funny... not just trolling saying yeah, it yeah. sucks. <laughs> so uh, that was a longer one. But again, this is my victory lap, people. Yeah. You can fucking sit through it with me, and then you go right back to Reddit and talk about what a fucking asshole I am and how much we suck. It's fine. Wow. But very cool shit. I love that Anthony once again got on the show and, and went on and on about WATP. And I'll see you at your house on the 4th of July. Looking forward to it. Um, all right, so let's switch gears. So that was Anthony Cumia, and that was my Monday. I was like, oh, shit. Anthony, once again, talking about WATP. Thursday night, I pop on the new Stuttering John podcast. Oh, boy. And lo and behold, John has had a few people tweeting our show at him. Oh, good. One of them being a, a comedian named Gino Bisconti. 
and Gino has been harassing the shit out of John, and this is the setup to that. <laughs> I'm in the DMV, I'm sitting in the DMV, and I get this... By the way, listen to how fucking great this show sounds. I know our show is not crystal clear, but this guy, once again, talking into his fucking iPhone, he's oh, just man. the worst broadcaster. I get this, like, I guess there's a podcast that rates other podcast voice. <laughs> okay. And I don't know what the name of it is, but I guess they said our podcast sucked. And 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 Opie from Opie Anthony sucked. It seems like they're on Anthony Cumia's side and, you know, uh, they have a horse in the race. But they just trash my podcast. And for some reason, I get a tech or a tweet from Gino Bisconti. Now, I don't even know who it is. All right, so... That's him setting up the show. Apparently, we don't like him or Opie because we're on Anthony Cumia's side. Because that makes sense. That makes sense. We have a hundred and fucking eleven episodes of a shitting on <laughs> podcast, and just Anthony's telling me which shows to review every fucking time. Uh, but this is uh, right after that. He starts talking about how we were saying that he's untalented. You know that you know that podcast that rates all the podcasts called me untalented, right? And right. you know, Gino's like, you know, you're untalented. Right. Here's the thing, you know, fuck and. From now on, we'll call Gino just a new nickname, Nobody, because the guy's a nobody. Even his parents think he's a nobody. Okay? He has no fame whatsoever. Good one, John. But to call me talentless or untalented, now, I'm not saying I'm as talented as Jay Leno or Howard Stern or or any of these guys. Okay. Wow. So he's not saying he's as talented as Howard Stern. So what is he saying? I can't fucking write this shit. Crozier, he once again goes into his goddamn resume oh, to prove that he's talented. Oh, good. Yeah. I I have a certain amount of talent. If you could be on the Stern Show for 15 years, Howard, behind the scenes, said how funny I was on the show. I made millions of people laugh at my interviews. A million. I'm not trying to... But, you know, seriously, goofing on Gary's teeth and Jackie. You know, I've had... You know, I've made people laugh. I wrote for Howard for 15 years, and then I get hired on Tonight Show, and I write for Jay Leno. <laughs> this fucking guy! He's explaining that Howard Stern once told him behind the scenes that he thought he was funny. You were his employee! I fucking blow smoke up people's ass all day long! That's how you motivate people to do good work, you fucking oh dumbass! God. Yeah, I, I, these guys say I'm not talented. I, 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 Howard said I was funny. Off the air. Off the air once. Yeah, one time <laughs> after the show. Fucking idiot. When I was reading the questions no, that you Fred think, wrote. You think I, I'm not I'm not talented? I was goofing on Gary. <laughs> you were goofing on Gary? <laughs> you think that makes you fucking talented? <sighs> Gary threw a pitch once that hit somebody behind third base. <laughs> it's very easy to goof on Gary. I, I don't understand oh. this thing with Stuttering John saying that I worked at Howard Stern show. Do you know the fucking idiots who work on Howard Stern yeah. show? Well, he was an fucking sell the stockbroker works on Howard Stern show. It doesn't mean you're talented <laughs> to have worked on Howard Stern show. Oh, he was an unpaid intern for years at that show. Right. And then when he did get a job, his job was to like get Howard's baked potato, I think. Right. Well. Obviously, the thing that put him on the map was the fact that he was a stuttering fucking idiot. Yeah. And so they're like, why don't we put him in a scenario where he'll stutter more? Yeah. Where he'll be nervous. And he'll read the questions that Fred Jackie write. Correct. And he even admitted that on his show. He didn't write any of these questions. So listen to this. On this episode, the last one we reviewed, John was by himself. This one, he's got like a yes man or or, or two along with him. Oh, good. So he's going on and on. He continues to brag. 
And uh, then a yes man comes into the picture. I get paid a hell of a lot of money. Got two pensions out of the whole thing. I write for the Kareem Abdul Jabbar roast and certain other and a few other shows after that. Certain amount of talent to do that. Wouldn't you agree, Royce? Of course, but let's not forget that what you did in the nineties paved the way for so many other people. Okay. Oh Oh, yeah. Oh, this gets so much better. This gets so much better. Because you think that you're just going, okay, Cedric John's rehashing once again that he was on fucking Howard Stern and Jay Leno. You're like, okay, we get it. He cannot pronounce Kareem Abdul Jabbar's fucking name to save his goddamn life. You wrote on his roast? You can't even pronounce his fucking name, you talentless hack. So he's going on and on, and then this this guy chirps up and he's like, but let's also remember that you paved the way. Oh, okay. paved the way. Did you know that Suttering John invented an entire genre of comedy? Is that so? I bet you couldn't even guess the names that they're about to fucking drop. Dude, wait until you hear this fucking part. This is amazing. You created a genre. People started emulating your ambush interviews. Yeah, and and yeah, like we've we've spoken about this, but you know, besides Ali G, who essentially did the same thing, and between two ferns is totally my stick. What? But the worst is Triumph the Insult. What? <laughs> Are you fucking high? He just took credit for Zach Galifianakis. Uh, is he fucking retarded? Well, he is retarded. Yeah. Here's a guy who was told. Go to this red carpet, ask this celebrity these questions, and now he's taking credit for Between Two Thir- Ferns, Ali G Show, yeah. which, by the way, that fucking guy is brilliant, yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen, and then also talking about Tramp the Insult Comic Dog, and I, I didn't, I'm not going to play this for you, but they go on and on to bash Robert Smigel. Oh, no shit. Who is, who is incredibly hilarious. He wrote for Conan, wrote for SNL. Oh, oh my, my God. God. You, don't even, you don't even have to explain that. They think he's an asshole. Oh. And it, that is the funniest fucking... That's funnier than the entire other show that we listen to. Wow. That this guy is giving him credit for inventing this genre of comedy that you would go in there. All right. Yeah. Wow. So that's that was, incredible. That was incredible. That was amazing. Later on in the show, and I think you were alluding to this earlier, <laughs> there was news that broke out that a comedian prank called our president, President Trump. Yeah. And I will tell you that that news is not true. It was actually Stuttering John. (laughs) Stuttering John on his podcast gets through to President Trump on Air Force One and they have a phone conversation. This is a true story. This just happened. Wow. Okay. So I'm going to play this for you because he talked about our show earlier on. So it's related, right? Yeah, Yeah, why not? All right. I'm going to play you some clips. They're pretty much everything you need to hear about this call. This is um, the the setup here. John is pretending to be a senator, Senator Bob Menendez, who is a uh, Hispanic gentleman. And uh, this is, it took him a while to get through, but he got through whatever he had to get through to get to President Trump. And this is actually real audio. It sounds like crap, but it's Trump taking the call from Senator John. Congratulations. Great job. You went through a tough, tough situation. And I don't think a very fair situation, but congratulations. Thank you so much. And, you know, I'm sorry to bother you, Mr. President, but obviously my constituents are giving me a lot of beans about this immigration thing. I know that you did something really noble by, you know, by trying to, you know, get the kids back with their families. But I have to answer to them. What can I tell them that you're going to do in moving forward? 
All right, so this Boy, is what a hilarious prank. Yeah, this, this is John. So the, okay, but but hold on a second. Bear with me. John has gotten through to the president and yeah. he's trying to convince him that he's this Senator Bob Menendez. Yeah. Okay. That's the setup here. So he gets a prank call through to the president of the United States and yes. he records it on a fucking Radio Shack <laughs> tape recorder? I mean, that sounds like dog shit. It's the worst sounding thing you've ever heard. Oh my God. In his defense. Trump is in an airplane. Okay. So there could be other factors involved besides his shitty equipment, which obviously Southern John has shitty equipment. Oh. Two pensions, but he can't fucking afford a good computer. He's I don't got, know why. It sounds like an iPhone recording another iPhone on speakerphone. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be, right? It sounds like shit. Okay, so it's going to sound like shit for a while. But okay. what he says is, you know, I'm Bob Menendez, and then he doesn't sound anything like a senator. Of course, yeah. You know, uh, I, I, uh, you know, you did a great Uh, job, but, uh, 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 so he's talking about this whole immigration issue that we're having in this country, and, uh, I'm just going to pick up on part two of that. This is where John sounds even less like a senator of the United States. They've got to have security at the border, and that's a good issue for the Democrats, too, Bob. It's not like it's good for you or good for me. It's good for both of us. In the first one, at least he says constituents. Yeah. In this one, he can't think of the word. Yeah. You know, I have to. You know, I have to. You know, I have to look good to my people. Wow. Does that sound like a senator? Good lord. There's two from each state. Yeah. The two. It barely. That's sounds like one a, of them. It barely sounds like an adult human being. Right. Let alone a fucking senator. Obviously, at this point, Trump realizes this conversation is going nowhere, and he tries to get off the phone. I agree. I agree. So, Bob, here's what. Let me do this. I'm on Air Force One. Uh, I'm just coming back. We had an amazing rally in North Dakota, actually. Yeah, it's all this speech. Uh, you know, it's all this speech. It's going to be good. You know, it's a tough. It's a tough race. Say it again. No, I saw the speech, and I thought it was. I thought it was a great speech, but. Okay, so again, he's kind of kissing his ass a little bit, trying to keep him on the line. I get it. You have this. Awesome opportunity. You're talking to Trump. You're recording it. This is him winding up for the big joke. Oh, all right. So he's, he's 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 able to fucking reel him in. He's got him on the line, oh. pulling it up, and here we go, ready to fucking hit it. Um, if I could just ask you, if I could just ask you one more thing, you know, you know, Mr. President. If I could just ask you one more thing, Mr. President. Right. Okay. He knows that Trump's trying to get off the call. So here we go. This is your last chance. Um, Is he just trying to sound smart? What the fuck was that? That was I literally awful. expected him to have a joke and to say something ridiculous. Instead yeah. he goes, with your new appointee to the Supreme Court, 
are you planning on going more moderate or more conservative? Actually, he doesn't even say it that way. Yeah. He says, oh, I'm begging you, are you going to go more moderate or more conservative? <laughs> what does begging you have to do with that? It's a yes or it's a uh, one or the other question. Oh, my God. Can you fucking believe this guy? He calls himself a comedian. He says he's a fucking joke writer. This was his fucking prank call with Trump. Yeah. The one, yeah, the one thing people might know his podcast for because it's been in the news. He literally thought that he was a correspondent for CNN. He's asking him legitimate questions about what's going, trying to, about what's really going on in the world right now. How fucking boring is this? All right. So um, bear with me. This is where Trump realizes this guy's a fucking idiot. And uh, we're going to make a decision. I'll probably make it over the next couple of weeks. Because I promise you, you will have my vote. I won't help you if you don't go too, too conservative. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Did you hear the way Trump went? Yeah. At that point, he realized he's either talking to the dumbest dummy or it's a prank call. Because yeah. he just goes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, what the fuck are we doing? All right. Keep going here. Well, we will talk to you about it. We're going to probably make a decision, Bob, over the next uh, over the next two weeks. We'll have, I think we're going to have a really good. We have some great choices. And uh, be done over the next 12 to 14 days. All right, well, please, you know, you know, keep me informed, and, uh, you know, good luck on your trip, and thank you so much for taking my call. You take care. I will speak to you soon, Bob. Take care of yourself. All right, thanks. Thanks, Mr. President. Wow. Thank you, Bob. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. All right, I'm good here. What? Holy shit. That was the entire call. I didn't take very much out of that at all. I wanted everyone to hear this amazing feat Holy that Southern shit. John accomplished. Literally wasting everybody's time. Yeah, that was... Painfully. That was such a waste of fucking time. He had a normal conversation... Well, he tried to have a normal conversation with the president. Outrageous! I can't wait for his new show to come out! Wow. I'm going to go up to celebrities and ask them questions that are actually normal. And it make me seem like I know what's going on. Yeah. Neat! I can't wait for it. Holy fuck. So you would think that after that fucking disaster of a prank call, you would not be patting yourself on the back. But guess what? This guy is very proud of himself. Listen to... This is immediately after that on his podcast. I didn't cut anything in between what you just heard and this next clip. This is how excited they are about what just happened. <laughs> and then to get the Baba Booey in at the end? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Baba Booey to you. <laughs> how the hell? You know, now we're going to put the you know the real, I mean, the, we'll put the better in quality audio in there. But now, first of all, Royce, here's the thing. I don't even know what the fuck he's congratulating me for. <laughs> Apparently I got out of some crime. Fraud charges. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm just kind of rolling with it. Oof. John thinks he's rolling with it. Oof. John thought that he was playing that so cool. He was convincing the president that he was actually Senator Bob Menendez. As he's going, Gee, uh, you know, you know, my, my, my people. <laughs> he wasn't fucking fooled, dummy. And then he's taking credit for the fact that he said Baba Booey at the end. Yeah. It was I, after there were three different goodbyes. It was like medicated Pete on the phone. No, you hang up first. No, you hang up first. Yeah. They were saying all these goodbyes back and forth. And then I went back and just isolated this one part. He doesn't even say Baba Booey. Yeah, I was going to say because I Dude, let's, make it Dude, listen out. to this. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, Bob Budia. Bob Budia? 
That's not oh even a fucking God. prank. That's the worst executed prank I've ever heard in my life. Good Lord. He could have asked if his refrigerator was running and it would have been fucking funnier. Absolutely. Than saying, yeah, I'm just wondering who you're going to uh, appoint for our next Supreme Court justice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. John, I got a bunch of people. Or Bob, I got a bunch of people on the list. I'll make it uh, clear to everyone in the next few days. Ugh. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? Yeah, that was painful. I mean... Suddenly, John had the ball, and he dropped. This guy fucking dropped the ball on a perfect opportunity. Oh my <laughs> oh, god! Oh, King Ed Rock. Oh. All right. Well, that was that was it, man. That was what I wanted to cover. Yeah. Wow. That sucked. I, I know that the he- <laughs> sure did suck. The headline that I saw was like, you know, comedian pranks president on Air Force yep. One. I'm like, oh boy. And then I, I clicked the article and it's Stutter and John. I'm like, what the fuck? Yep. And I, Anthony Cumia came out and gave him credit and said, hey, I got to give John credit. He got Trump on the phone. It's amazing. Yeah. He did nothing with it. Oh my Getting God. Trump on the phone is impressive. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, sure. But oh my God. Way to fucking take an opportunity. He could have thrown in a homosexual what? And that would have been even funnier. Than oh my god, he could have fucking done anything. Yeah. He did nothing. Uh, he literally did nothing. Good lord. I hate to say it, we do not have time on this action packed show to do an Opie segment this week. Uh, I'm sure we'll be back to it next week with our regular Opie segment. I do have to say, we fucked up last week. Yeah. Yeah. So you, did you hear the show I did with, with Doug from I Who's sure Right? Did, yeah. We played some Opie segments, and we talked about how he was out in Mississippi with these rednecks. Yeah. The fish out of water thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, all right, so the, <laughs> thanks Reddit. The um, event that he was at was a thing called the Big Apple Barbecue Festival. I probably should have known that this was not in Mississippi. <laughs> but he did make it sound like he was on the road. He's like, hey, he didn't, he didn't necessarily... Make it clear, because they're just in with these rednecks, yeah. and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm on the road with Carl, and they were at Madison Square Garden Park. Really? They were, like, on 23rd Street. Where did they find those Manhattan. people then? I mean, And all these people some... from Mississippi were up there making oh, barbecues, no and they were hanging out with all these rednecks, so that makes it even worse, in my opinion, because <laughs> he wasn't out in a field somewhere. He could have brought all of his equipment with him, and he didn't. <laughs> He brought a fucking one microphone and then started passing it around to people at this festival that was in Manhattan. So I apologize. I'm a fucking idiot. I had no idea that's what was going on. And uh, listen, can't win them all. (laughs) (laughs) So no Opie segment this week. Instead, I do want to read our recent one-star reviews. Mm. We have have a bunch. Um, Part of the reason that we have so many one-star reviews coming in is that Cumtown talked about us. Oh, yes, they did. Now the, that was funny as hell. That was okay. funny as hell, man. <laughs> like Nick Mullen, that was so funny. Now, the, the Cumtown fans do not like our show oh. and are not thrilled with our review of Cumtown. Wow, who'd have thunk? So let's get into it. Uh, this one came in from Jasper Rubbernuts on June 28th. It says, lame. <laughs> And his critique is, some losers criticizing other better podcasts, somehow they're simultaneously aggressive normies while still being totally disconnected from popular culture. This next one is, uh, the title is Awful One Star. (laughs) To call the guys who host this podcast hacks would be a grace. (laughs) 
Imagine a bad podcast being criticized by people less talented and witty than the people they criticize. The drops make it even more pathetic, and the fact that they rely so heavily on them proves their comedic inability. Oh. The main host is just a contrarian, out-of-touch loser. <laughs> if this is something that he did in order to spice up his life, I can't imagine how horrible it already was. All right, now you're laughing too hard, asshole. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm still getting over aggressive normie. That's aggressive, that's aggressive right normies. Holy fuck, that's fucking hilarious. No, I'm listen. I'm not reading these because they hurt my feelings. I'm reading these because they're funny. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. All right, this next one's from Sam on June 24th. Another one star review with the title "Lame." Of course. And his um, total review is this: This show is gay as hell. <laughs> Well, we did spend an hour talking about RuPaul, so he might not be falling Yeah, fucking look into his crystal ball there. That's exactly right. This next one is called Opie Radio-esque. And the way he spells ask is E-S-K. Oh! <laughs> we are Opie Radio-esque. And uh, the description is unoriginal, you don't understand humor. No, I guess not. All right, thank you very much. This next one is just dot, 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 one star. And this comes from Forrest Plump. <laughs> Forrest says these folks are extremely dull don't understand irony and are in general very lame wow this seems to be a common thread amongst these reviewers that were pretty fucking lame yeah I loved it when uh, I think it was I think it was Nick on the come town when we were complaining that they never say who they are or introduce what's going on. Yeah. And the guy goes, these guys are like, hey, with me is Andy. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking funny. Like, who the fuck is Andy? Who gives a shit? <laughs> All right. Um, this next one, the title is much longer than the description of it. So we had mentioned that the show kind of sounded like they hadn't slept for a long time or they had been talking and they were kind of like punchy. Yeah. You know, I think I think I described that as like sometimes if you've just been talking and, and, and doing things for too long, you just think everything is funny. And the title of this one is also, do these guys know what cocaine is? <laughs> one star with the description punchy. All right. OK, then. Wow. All right. This next one's a long one. So bear with me as I try All to right. get through this. All buckle right. up. Yes. Buckle up. Here we go. The title is. It's like the two worst NPR segments you've ever heard had a baby with fetal alcohol syndrome one star. <laughs> this is from Chi Pod Listener. Okay. <clears throat> Their voices are incredibly annoying. Their jokes are beyond lame. The kind of cringeworthy humor the awkward guy in the office uses. They reference lame inside jokes that aren't really jokes. Makes your skin crawl. It also reeks of the kind of criticism a fake hack social media expert would give us about the rules of how to engage online. <laughs> you know these guys are ripping businesses off by consulting and giving them terrible advice. Again, their voices could be used to torture terrorists at a black site. The worst affect ever, incredibly whiny and grating. They also criticize podcasts for not having good intro music, but their intro song is nauseating. <laughs> Worse than the canned royalty-free music used by a third-tier YouTube channel. <laughs> it's hilarious when the least charismatic, most grating, lame, hack, annoying people you've ever heard decide they should be the ones to review other podcasts. Oh, wow. Dude, we fucking piss some people off with our, our Comptown. Listen, Comptown's a great show. I, we, didn't, we didn't get it. Sorry. Yeah. It was a lot of butt jokes. Yeah. 
There's a lot of butt sex jokes. I, I didn't I didn't get it. Uh, this one comes from George H. W. Bust. <laughs> <laughs> it says, "Who are these guys?" One star. Um, all right, these guys put a lot of effort into production, but they're not funny, and they say their names too much. <laughs> no one laughs, so I don't know what's funny. They need to come up with some funny characters. The Andy guy plays a character, guy with Down syndrome from Fargo. <laughs> and I think it's kind of offensive. I'm pretty sure there's an alt-right, I'm pretty sure there's alt-right codes hidden in their conversation. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I mean, these, these reviews are amazing. I want these people to all fucking co-host the show. It's yeah, so right. funny. Oh my God. Uh, all right. Last one I'm going to read. Uh, maybe I'll read two more. I don't know. I'm just looking down the page like, oh, there's a lot more. Yeah. Um, this one says, Worthless, on June 21st. The method they use to judge podcasts make their content worthless because they only review one episode out of an entire catalog. Their opinions are worthless without any legitimate digging. This is from someone who listened to one episode of our show. Yeah, right. And decided that we are worthless. All right. I'll read one more. I don't even know if this is good, but Utter Garbage, one star. Ooh. Two humorless men talk about actual podcasts. I can't even begin to imagine why they do this or why anyone listens to it. <laughs> wow. Well, okay, I strongly yeah. urge anyone <laughs> considering trying this to listen to literally anything else instead. <laughs> that is pretty solid advice. I'll give them that. It's fucking, it's amazing. So props to the uh, come boys out there. Those are some funny reviews. The only thing that we ask WATP would love to read more of these reviews. Just make them five stars and then shit on us. There you go. That's all. So that it doesn't look like everyone hates our show. Because right now, iTunes is being kind. They're showing... I don't know if you've seen this, Crush. Can you see my screen here? Yeah. It's almost as if we have two and a half stars. Maybe a, maybe even a little bit more than two and yeah, a half stars. Look at that. But then look at how many one-star reviews we have. Or five-star reviews we have. 126. Versus 270 one-star reviews. I'm not a mathematician, but I'm pretty sure our average is much closer to one than it is to four. Yeah, that's uh, they're doing some good waiting there. That's some aggressive normie shit right there. That's Tom. some aggressive normie shit. A marathon session today, Crush. Oh, my goodness. Still hanging with me, right? <laughs> Always. All right, good. Because if you weren't, I'd just tell you to... Get out. <laughs> All right. We've talked about a lot of things today. We talked about RuPaul. We talked about that woman with the cleavage, <laughs> her tits bouncing off her knees when she walks. Yeah. That fucking person. Uh, we talked about uh, Stuttering John, Anthony Cumia, Gino Bisconti. Jesus Christ, what haven't we talked about? I'll tell you what we haven't talked about. Everyone's favorite segment. The teaser. The this is the part of the show where we play just a clip from the podcast that we'll be reviewing next week. Crozier, I don't know if you know this. This show has a cadence to it. Yeah. We put out a show every week. It's amazing. Every single week, a brand new WATP will land on your smart device should you choose to subscribe. And we ask you to subscribe. Because the more people listen to the show, the less money I make. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> But it's actually bandwidth costs and all sorts of shit. It just costs more and more money. Mm. So we need you to subscribe so that every Sunday night, Monday morning, there it is, a brand new WATP for you to listen to. And why wouldn't you want to listen to WATP when we're reviewing podcasts like this one? 
Welcome to the best debate in the universe. Every debate in the universe, from small wieners to TV dinners, with over 3.5 million downloads. I'm your host, Maddox. With me is the first tangent officer, Ron Mapcock. Thank you, Maddox. And as always, the junior journalist, Taylor Nikolai. Happy to be here. Welcome back to the show. Guys, exciting show this week, amazing show. We're going to be debating, is marketing evil? That's something that uh, a lot of people have thoughts on, and we're going to delve into every aspect of marketing, from internet to traditional. We're going to talk about it all. Wow. Yes, this is, we're finally doing it, the best debate in the universe. This is Maddox's podcast. Are you familiar with Maddox? Uh, I am. I definitely The best am. page in the universe, Maddox? Yeah, I remember that from many moons ago. Yes, he was an internet celebrity and a, one of the original comedy bloggers. I own books that this person has written. I was a fan back in the day. We then were turned on to The Dick Show, which we reviewed many, many months ago. Since reviewing The Dick Show, I have gone back and listened to every single The Biggest Problem in the Universe episode, of which there were 105, really. I mean, there were 107, but only 105 with Maddox and his co-host, Dick Masterson. When they split ways, Dick went on to do The Dick Show. And Maddox went on to do the best debate in the universe. Yeah. Okay? Now, the best debate in the universe is a show that tries to be what their old podcast was because they captured something there. It was a great show. I'm a huge fan of that show. No kidding. Which is why I went back and listened to every episode. Yeah. I I guess that kind of is, you know, I, I kind of explained that already pretty much. Since then, I've been listening to The Dick Show and Dick Masterson because of all the hot goss that's going on on that show. This guy Maddox sued Dick Masterson for $20 million. Oh my God. Because Dick was talking shit about him on his show. Wow. So I have to be very careful with what I do here. Yeah. I have to be careful with this Maddox podcast. This guy is sue happy. Yeah. Not only did he sue Dick Masterson, he also sued a guy named Asterius Kokonos who was just a frequent visitor on both of those shows. Oh, wow. And a, and a, uh, a Greek comedian. He sued the company that Dick owns, the company that Asterios works for. He sued Patreon. What? Yes, <laughs> sued Patreon. He sued 10 different entities, every single one of them, for $20 million. Oh, my God. Each of them. What a dipshit. What a fucking dipshit this Maddox guy is. Ugh. I am happy to report this has all been thrown out with prejudice these ridiculous lawsuits are done now this was all tried in new york state yeah they all live in california it's possible that he could try to bring these lawsuits back again in california but the point is i feel that it's now safe to rip on maddox because (laughs) he tried to sue it didn't work his lawyer has now dumped him. His girlfriend has now dumped him. His podcast fucking sucks. Yeah. And oh, wow. I cannot wait to review the best debate in the universe. I'm totally caught up on the dick show. I've never listened to the show once in my life. Yeah. So I don't know what to expect. I'm not sure what's going on. But uh, as you know, I make my living in marketing. So we're going to listen to episode 106, Is Marketing Evil? Wow, yeah, we all know the answer to that. Yeah, we do know the answer to that, Croge. <laughs> I don't have a fucking mega touch on my bar 
without marketing. All right? Let's not just go fucking going around saying that it's evil. That pool table over there that we enjoy, marketing. All right? Let's not just go around fucking calling everything evil all of a sudden. Just because we don't like being manipulated into buying shit we don't need. That's life. Yeah, that it is. You don't like it, go to Russia. (laughs) That's what I say. Oh, fuck. But I am really looking forward to uh, reviewing matters because... You're not charismatic. <laughs> I made it a point to get uh, Rappaport drops in this show. Did you notice that? I did. I, I fucking shoehorned those fucking drops in. I love the Rappaport drops. Oh, me too. Rap is the best. I want to just go back and review his show. Maybe we'll just have... All right, here's an idea. So we do the... Who are these podcasts? We typically shit on podcasts for sucking. What if we had every other week... We just talk about how awesome Michael Rappaport is. Because <laughs> I was even listening to the wrap-up show on Howard Stern, which I never listened to because it's unlistenable. Yeah, for good reason. But Rappaport was on, yeah. and it was fucking amazing. Yeah, he's funny. This guy's the best. And he's just growing on me. <laughs> this guy's like the fucking syphilis of podcasting. <laughs> All right. Coach, anything you want to plug? Oh, no, man. I need a nap now. Okay, fair enough. Well... I do want to thank you very much for coming in, and uh, I invite everyone to please join us again next week, because it might be the episode where we find out once and for all, who are these podcasts? Sleep well, everypony. Parting in the mush pits of morning radio. You know, who are these podcasts? I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense. All right. I think that's enough bullshit for once. (laughs) Oh, marvelous. Those fucking reviews are funny. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) That long one was fantastic. It really was. That person spent some time on that. I feel like they gave that to their uh, English professor to proofread. Yeah. It's really well done. Now, just nine more sentences about how much of a jerk you are. (laughs) That's my thesis. (laughs) 